Hello, uh, I think Mike has just completely disappeared from the face of the earth, so I, I have no idea what has just happened, uh, but I welcome to the UK Dallas Cowboys podcast, uh, we're just waiting for Mike just to join back in and I'll let him take over, but yeah, uh, uh, there he is. It'll be alright on the night, won't it? Yeah, yeah, you'll tell us <laughs> It's always the way, just as soon as everything starts, everything always collapses. Yeah, that, that's our UK internet connection, all right. That sounds, sounds, sounds about I, right. I think it's just getting baked in the sun because we're in a massive heat wave right now. But yes, everybody, welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV. It is Thursday. It is nine. So of course it's UK Cowboys time. Welcome everybody. Season two, episode one hundred and twenty-five, the preseason edition, and football is back, baby. How are we all doing, guys? Football's back. <laughs> Sunburnt to hell. Feel like I've done 20 rounds with Tyson Fury, but it's the weekend nearly in it. We're nearly at the weekend, like you say, Cowboys football's back, so the world is looking good again. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> Spent the last I... hour on Twitter watching Dak Prescott run out of the run out of the the, the, the locker room. Loving it. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the, scene, the, the scenes from Arsenal of the players running down that wee sideways onto the field, like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> it's just the loving of like knowing that there's so much coverage that's going to go on. It's like literally, you, you go on every day to the Cowboys app just to see how many shows are going to be on. It's like, yes, evening planned, <laughs> TV yeah. on, Cowboys app yeah. play, beer in hand, feet up. Two. Two press conferences already. I was watching it at the beach today, so you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that we will get into as well. Um, but yes, guys, football is finally a camp is underway right now as we speak. Uh, Oxnard kicking off seven on seven at the moment. Um, but we will get into a few things before we get started. First of all, as we start every show with with the news and updates. Uh, so first of all, uh, Lorne's already touched on it. We've had a presser. It was with yesterday's opening press conference, which we will talk about with Jerry's press conference. A lot to dissect. As we say, camp is officially open and underway. Uh, first day of practice, as, as I said, it's Thursday, so it's the first official day of practice. Um, in other news, something that cropped up this week, I find it quite interesting, we'll talk about it later on, is the um, COVID vaccination situation. 85% is the rule that came into place. Jerry did mention in his presser, which we'll talk about, um, about that there's a handful, handful being five, apparently. Okay. Um, but Michael Irvin did make a comment saying anyone who doesn't want to take the vaccine doesn't want to win, saying that that's their mentality, that there is no winning uh, mentality with people who don't want the vaccine. Take it or leave it how you feel about that. That is what he said. Jerry did mention, uh, <laughs> I'll let you kick in. He said, I do listen to Michael Irvin. He's got a lot of respect for him. When he talks, he listens. But hit me with it, Paul. What do you think on that situation? I completely agree 100% with Michael Irvin. Completely. Right. Okay. It's, it, and it kind of goes like, I know we're not, uh, the whole COVID situation it, it is sensitive to a lot of people right now. Like, even for me, right, say, for example, when it comes to the London games especially, 
They won't be able to fly out if they don't get vaccinated. Simple as that. Yep. It's the same <clears> with me. If I'm not vaccinated, I can go over and see my Dallas Cowboys. Simple as that. Yeah. So I'm all in favour for that. I mean, I can understand the logic behind it, but it's very... At the same time, it's like, it's not just about yourself, it's about others at the mm-hmm. same time. You know, so so what Michael Urban is saying is like, I completely agree, because it feels as though, like, when you just kind of made that statement there, Mike, the players that are just not like, for example, we'll use Cole Beasley as an example. He is willing to retire. So be it. There you go, pal. Go and retire. If you're not willing to want, want to go and win a Super Bowl, and not, then fair enough. Off you go. Go and go, go live off. Go and live off. He, he's actually made another comment, Cole Beasley, believe it or not. He said oh. he's willing to get the vaccination um, if he gets paid for it. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, that's, um, that's not how the world works, Cole Beasley. I am sorry. You can royally well, go and fuck yourself for that comment. Sorry, I'm sorry, mate. Go and fuck off. That, Dallas, Maverick, Dallas Mavericks owner uh, Mark Cuban's actually offered him some stock in Pfizer if he if he gets the vaccination. And the first figure that he actually offered uh, Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley's come back and actually said, no, it needs to be a higher figure than that. So he's already negotiating with Mark Cuban uh, getting the va- <laughs> the vaccine as well. So you, you can you can see, you can imagine what the, the renegotiation of contract was like with Jerry. You know, it, he, was, he would have been bartering the price up a hell of a lot, you know, and that's why we let him go. So... Like you say, it's like Paul said, it's, it's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, do yeah. I agree with my Irving's comments? I don't know if I agree with the comments. I, look, I, I've had both mine, um, but I also understand the other side of people not wanting to get it. Like I say it's it's a it's, it's a choice in it, and, and, and I get it. And you know I mean, it's you've got to think of other people and stuff as well. But I also see it from the other side. It's just, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think more so as well, if you look at kind of what's not to kind of push it into a COVID conversation, but like you look at the stuff that's coming out of the press over this end and like to start going to football stadiums and nightclubs and shit that you've got to have, you've got to have both your jabs and stuff. Well, it's like, yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's getting to a point in it where you, you, you're forcing people to, to have something rather than giving yeah. them the I've, statistics I've, I've, behind having it of why you should have it. You know I mean, see, you've got you. See that—that's the thing that you just—you just mentioned there. It's like where I kind of feel so like if there's one thing I don't like about the whole scenario with the whole facts, like like I understand that we do need it, like to, to prevent it, but it does kind of feel like if we're going to have to go anywhere, we actually—it's now mandatory to have it now. It's like it's, it's like our our free choice is kind of getting away. So like in a way, I. Love Michael Urban's statement, but I can also agree. Like, as much as I think Cole Beasley's been an absolute freaking idiot, but I, I can understand why. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, but going on to other things that are medical, we got some players already on pup. Um, so, already, <laughs> man. Jeez, so uh, Tank is on pub due to back surgery. 
Uh, he's though that's looking not too bad. I can see Greg, Dream, I can see Dream going like that. Money, that money, that contract, that yeah, he he's had back surgery and he's just recovering from it. Also, who's had back surgery? Greg Zerline. Uh, Hunter Nizwanda at the moment is taking over kicking duties more in kickoffs. Uh, for special team at the moment. Cooper, he's also on uh, pup from his um, surgery he had uh, on his, I believe it was his ankle. Or yeah, his it was, knee. His, ankle, yeah, yeah, it was his ankle, yeah. Uh, that's right, he was in a walking boot. Um, but he's literally due to pra- start practice anytime soon. Um, I think it's just more of managing what he's going to do there. Tristan Hill, he's on rehab from a knee injury as well. So that's he's from out. Last at, season, right? That's the most. Yeah, from that's, like, his, yeah, that's yeah. his ACL. Right. From, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's still on rehab. Uh, but apart from that, there's a couple of other players with some nips and bumps that they're just going through at the moment, which uh, they should know in terms of what's going on there. I had. I did send a message to ask questions about it all. I haven't got a response uh, yet, but obviously everyone's a bit busy. First day of camp and all the rest of it. Just before, um, you, move, just before you move on, my guys, get your comments yeah. in. Let us know what your thoughts are about the whole injuries. Let us know about what you think about the camp coming up. Get your comments in, guys. Yes, as always, it's an interactive show. We love to hear from you guys. Let us know where you're watching from. If you're watching from Oxnard, let us know. We'd, we, we'd love to speak to you guys uh, over there. Um, and <laughs> wherever you are in the world as well, if if you're not even from America and further on out, then join the club of uh, trying to get as much information from the guys over there. Just remember, Chris, it's not America's team. It's the world's team. So it doesn't matter where you are from the world, get your comments in. That's right. But what I've done is I've made a load of categories, guys, because at the moment... Oh. As we say, uh, so it's nine o'clock, so it'll be three o'clock, no, two o'clock in California. So they they are in full swing at the moment. Um, We'll get all the news. We'll write some articles up, as we always do, to get some information out to you. So at the moment, what I thought we'd do is I'll give you some categories and you tell me what you think. You give me the player. So at the moment, with camp, and I've got my answer on this one. Who are you most excited to see? Just like the player or a position, perhaps as a coach, maybe it's the, the coverage or just generally everything. Hit me with it, Mr. Paul. Who's your guy? Micah Parsons, straight off the bat. Oh, uh-huh. uh, like, okay. the reason I'm, like, already, Cal Yeomans, a good friend of the show, has already mm-hmm. tweeted about him saying, damn, he, like, quote, damn, Parsons is fast off the edge. Off the edge. Now that's the key, that's the key part. The edge. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, somebody else hit me with who you're most excited to see. Can I be? We can go with two. Yeah, I have an entire position group. <laughs> but go on. Typical, mate. So, so go on. So, first off, it's, it's got to be the quarterback, and he's been out. He's been injured. Let's see him back on the field in in. A football full forward, swing, football yeah. And also, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with another rook, but I'm gonna go with I, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna go with Mike Mass, I'm gonna go with Goldston. You, you know how much I loved him. Yeah. This I am looking forward to seeing this kid play. 
I have a really nifty stat that's going up on our Facebook tomorrow. Keep an eye out for it, Jay. You will love it. Yes. Well, it's about Goldston. <coughs> but Goldston, go on, Lord, hit me go- with it. Well, Goldston's one of the guys that's starting on the, the pop list. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh. it'll be a few be a few days before you see him. I mean, he can be activated at any time. So Correct. Who knows? Bahana's the one I'm interested in. I want to see oh, how he okay. how he anchors. You know, for years we have been crying out for a big-bodied space eater to take up that mm-hmm. middle of the defense, let the linebackers flow to the ball. You know, if if he can if he can make cut it in the NFL, then you know I think great. You know, that's that's our set for uh, the next few years at least at least, mm-hmm. um, and you know that should. Make the linebackers play better, yeah, make, and subsequently make the defense play better. Mm. Graham, give me your answer, my little cinnamon stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, do, I do apologize for first time listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 what have I got myself into here? <laughs> my my answer is Kelvin Joseph. Oh, I want ooh. I want Kelvin Joseph to be cornerback number two. Okay, okay. It's, well, it's like, you've it's, answered. It's, yeah, you, you. Some of you have answered one of the questions that are further on down, and my answer to the question is the same as yours. The the, the question was the rookie that you think that you think is needs the most work. Oh, Jamie's got a call. <laughs> That's the on the phone. It? Sorry, guys. I put it on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the questions I had is, which rookie do you think needs the most work? And the put, guy I put is Kelvin Joseph, purely on the basis of A is snap count during college and B hasn't done any OTA work. Um, but yeah, I, I'll go back to the original question. Now, who I'm most excited to see, and my answer is the entire O line. The first time Ooh. all those guys are back together. Good the, the, yeah, the foundation really of what the Cowboys offense is based on. And they're all back together. It's, you know, this pro bowl elite, one of the best O-lines, and they're finally all together. Let's yep. do it. I want to see these guys. I'm excited for it. Mike, can I add an ass second guy into the equation? You, you can add I'm... as many as you want. You can be <laughs> as excited as you want, Paul. Like, I'm actually quite excited to see Nashawn Wright as well. Because yep. everyone's talking about him as well. Like, like again, Kyle Yeomans made the tweet saying he almost had an interception during first team drills. So that to me is getting me quite excited because we're, we're like, yeah. that, this is the whole thing. What um, uh, Dan Quinslin was looking for absolute ball hawks. So yeah. let's go. Let's fucking do it, man. And, and that, on that that's note, interesting. I was going to say go on, that's interesting that he's already seen time with the first team as well. So you exactly, know. exactly. Hey, to and your don't point. forget. I was just going to very quickly say, don't forget, we wrote an article on Nation Right a couple months back saying, watch out for this guy. We gave statistical evaluation and everything that he's based on, and yeah, it's already shining through. Come back to that question though, but go on, Gray. To your to your point about Tyron Smith, Mike. I, yeah. I, I apologize, I can't remember who posted the, the video on Twitter, but it was a, a video of, of um Tyron Smith driving 
a defender. Again, I can't remember who the defender was, but it was driving the defender off the off the line. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's great. That's a fully fit Tyron Smith. But I just wanted somebody to say, right, okay, Tyron, that's you done for the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's you done. Go and go and have a hot bath. Go and go and buy some some bubble wrap and go home and play mad. We're good done for the day. It's like, it's, like, it's like we need to be super fragile with Tyron. We need to be. No, just to quickly throw, just to quickly throw one more name in there. Yeah. Look, looking forward to seeing Diggs as well. That kid was the best player on our defense yes. last year. The rookie. Yep. Did they see if he, if he makes that second year league, that he's going to be awesome to watch. Did anyone see? Uh, he's already uh, got an interception. So, yeah. so, uh, so, guys watching uh, during our private chat, Graham sent us a photograph of Dak and Stefan Diggs, and they two were having a wee bit of a bickering each other. Yeah. And that part. Yeah. Like, this is exactly what we want. We want a little bit of trash talk with the defense, a little bit of trash talk with the office. That's exactly what you want. Get excited about Fire. football again. Exactly. Fire. Keeps them both sharp as well. Exactly, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And there's no harm in uh, um, Dak going to, to Trayvon and going, what was it that you saw there? That's only going to make him better. There's exactly, no yeah. harm in, in having a back and forth. Iron sharpens iron, as they say. But here's my next question. I was going to say, mate, it's like, it'll be the exact same for Dak telling Diggs. It's like, you could have did yeah. this. You could have did that to stop me from doing this. Exactly, you know, man. That's you, you want them to give a bit of shit, and yeah, Dak deserves the respect because he's he's the leader of his team. But who was the yeah. kid that did it over year? Um, did it to Dez, and he was and him and Dez were just that's it all, all practice. Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis. It was Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Jordan Lewis. You don't want a rookie coming in and sitting on his ass and just being like, "Oh, I'm going to make this team." Give give the yeah, veterans the one, a bit. The one we like go. Sure that you want well, it. Yeah. Give you give you another example. You got. How how good would Tyron Smith be if Demarcus Ware wasn't lining up against him during his rookie season? Exactly. Those two, those two walked on each other, and they would spend time after the train after training as well, and actually sitting there, you know, and teaching what do you do if this guy does that, and oh, that was a good block you got on me there. What did? How could I get out of that? So, you know, they sharpened each other up to, you know, and. Look at the way Demarcus Ware was. Look at the way Tyron Smith ended up. If mm-hmm. if Tyron Smith just had a bog standard guy up against him, you know, would he be the all pro that he is? Yeah, a big shout, big shout out to Star Guy, um, uh, our uh, friend, uh, Prime here, man. Uh, yeah, funnily enough, we were just talking about them, me and Paul, before yeah. we came on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and then he just made the great comment about Nashawn Wright, which we were just talking about just there. Yeah, and yeah. He, and they also just said uh, Joseph better realize he's in a dogfight competition. You love to see it, yeah. exactly. It's exactly we we want yeah. competition. That's exactly what we want, man. Exactly, you know just, but just so far you can sorry, like just to say like you can tell all, all five was a fight, don't like leaps away. <laughs> We're all about bouncing off the face. It's finally proper uh, pre-season training. That's ex- I'm I'm pumped. I'm fucking so, pumped. So, someone <laughs> throw the Gatorade over Paul. He's winning the Super Bowl already. <laughs> <laughs> but here's one for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it back one. Right. So come back down one. Who are you most least concerned about coming into camp? The guy that you're just like mm. you're gonna see the narratives cropping up, and you're gonna be like, okay. Who are you just least concerned about? I'll let you guys have a think. For me, oh, it's Zeke. 
You see, no, no, I'm no. least concerned about whatever the narrative comes out, unless it's about injuries. I'm, I really don't care. I know what Zeke is. We know what Zeke is. We know what happens when he's in camp. We know what the issues are with him and what happened last year. I'm not that worried. I'm just not worried about Zeke whatsoever. But, Paul, I know you got a guy, so hit me with yours. Who are you least concerned about? Mr. Zach Martin. That's who that nah, that's a good one. As I'm very least concerned about. Because he has always been Mr. Reliable no matter what. Yeah, and yeah. the guy, like, I think, oh God, I think he's already pretty much missed like maybe two games of his career with the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure. But the fact is, like, we can still utilize him in different positions as well when other players are out. So I have no concern when it comes to Zach Martin. No concern. Yeah. Before I, before I give you my answer, Zach is a good one. Say, yeah, everyone's saying that. Yes, that's fair enough. Yep. I don't, I don't, that was going to be my. Think, yeah. Sorry, long gone, buddy. No, no, go on, Jimmy. You were. I was just saying that Dak was going to be my choice. I'll, I'll come back and say why once you've, you've had your piece. Oh, cool. No, is it? But yeah, now you say I don't think any of this will happen. But I'm going to agree with what you're going to say. Dak, Dak's the only person on this roster that isn't going to get cut. This preseason, not saying it like Zach might not anybody will, but Zach is the only one that is not at risk of getting cut. So he is is the least of my worries. This, this the least of your concern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and all, all you all you really need is Dak to come back at the the level he was playing at the first five games of last season. Hopefully, I mean, obviously, hopefully we we hope he takes the next level, takes it to the next level again. But I mean, when you're passing almost five hundred yards a uh, 500 yards a game, you're on pace for almost 6,000 yards. You know, the the interceptions that he gave up last season, again, were mostly bouncing off receivers' hands. Wasn't You couldn't really say it was his fault, um, mm-hmm. other than maybe the Seattle game where he tried to put, you know, he, he maybe should have gone for the fourth down, you know, thrown the ball out, gone for the fourth down and, you know, seen if he could make something last um but i mean the the way he played it the last couple of years you know again if he just has that supporting cast on the defense you know last season could have been so different if he'd managed to stay all the way through yeah i've got one a little bit of left field for you go for I'm it gonna, i love it ooh. i'm gonna say cd lamb Ah, yeah, CD yeah. Lamb. If we if we if we travel back to September last year, CD Lamb had two hundred yard games in his first five games. Mm-hmm. That is not they are not rookie numbers. And if no, any no. of you have seen CD Lamb lately, he looks more like a linebacker than a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> he does look right. He, he's, he's no longer the we swag that when we drafted him. He's definitely yeah. he's definitely he's, got a bit more swole. <laughs> He's had a full off season in the weight room, so yeah, I have no concerns that there will be a sophomore slump for CD. Well, I think he's going to have a huge season. Mm-hmm. Here's one for you then, and you may have picked the same guy here, but I got a funky one for you. Who's the guy you're going to watch the most and be most critical about? So give the biggest evaluation for me. The guy I'm going to be very critical and watching very closely at the moment <laughs> is Randy Gregory. Because I think a lot is going to hinge on uh, his performance, but the other guy is CD Lamb. Because uh, I want to see him. Because we, we, we've, you know, as you were saying, great um, everything. The only thing I want to add is we got when we 
we drafted him. He was the number one wide receiver in that draft. So you want him to be the alpha. So I want to see the alpha coming out in him in this this camp. But hit me with yours, Paul. Who's the guy you want to evaluate and watch closely the most? Mine's as simple as this. It's Jalen Smith. That's it. I think I know what Graham's is going to be from, like, like from, from history. But I don't know. But, but for me, it has to be Jalen Smith. Like, how does he transition onto Dan Quinn's uh, leadership? under the defence, we don't know yet. And, uh, and in fact, actually, our good friend uh, Prime uh, for St- Star Gang agrees, and with, with most fans, yes, exactly, mate. So, um, if, if Jalen can just cut out, st- try and be, try and do, stop doing too much, and stick to his assignments, he'll be great. He'll be fine. But if he starts trying, like, or pre-anticipate where running backs going to go or whatever on that, like, without... Freelancing. Aye, if he stops freelancing, he'll be great. Yeah. yeah. Like, just cut out the freelancing. If that's what that might... that You just nailed it in a nutshell. If he cuts out the freelancing, great. So, that's it. Jalen Smith. Everybody else picking right, the same, or have you got different guys? I'll 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 move slightly further along the line uh, or linebacker core. I'll go LVE. I want to see him uh, take the next step as well. I mean, I, I don't. You, I want to see how Dan Quinn actually gets everybody involved in that linebacker room. Yeah, yeah. because we, we've talked about it when we were talking about linebackers. Potentially, you've got great guys. You've got Jalen Smith, you've got LVE, you've got Jabril Cox, you've got Micah Parsons. And that's not including guys that, you know, maybe are linemen that you'll maybe have as a stand-up linebacker as well. Dorrance Armstrong, that sort of thing. So just how Dan Quinn gets these guys on the field, gets them doing mm-hmm. the work. Um, you know, that that's the area that I'm going to be looking at the most, I think, mm-hmm. is the linebackers. Yeah. Um. I, the only thing I will say about LVE is, like, he's going to be in camp for me a bit of this this misnomer because we know what's what they're going to do. They're going to say to to LVE, like, just take it easy. We don't want you to hurt yourself. And we're all going to go like, oh, look how amazing LVE looks. But he's, they're not going to get him to tackle. And we, and what I'm worried about is then come the week one, he's going to have to get physical. He's going to have to take on blocks, which we know he can't do, because uh, he's more of tries and shed blocks rather than take them on. And he's going to have to get down and dirty and do the tackling. And every time you're going to be going, <laughs> yep. That's my I, only issue with LVE. I think you'll certainly see them tackle when it comes to the intra squad scrimmage against the Rams. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But there'll be there'll be a bit of pride on the line there, and I, I, you know. You can tell these guys not to can tell these guys not to tackle, but um, when the cameras are on them, particularly hard knocks, that sort of thing, you know, yeah. these these guys are going to be getting involved. And you know, if if they do the what Jason Garrett used to do with the one on ones as well, where you've got them cover, coming out and covering uh, running backs um, in the competition period, you know, that's what you want to see as well. You want to see him dropping back in coverage and going up against running backs, running stride for stride. So, yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else got any any other takes on that one, or do you want me to move on to the next one? I'm, I'm desperate to hear what Graham has to say. I'm really yeah. um. Go on, then. 
Come on then, Gray. Uh, <clears throat> I've, I've bleated about it often enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to, sorry, boys, it's got to be Demarcus Lawrence. It's got to I be. Knew I knew it, I knew it. I'm, I'm sorry, boys. It's got to be. I know I must sound like a broken record. And I get that PPF or PFF put him on this um, platform, this pedestal. And But I'm sorry. Um, he signed the deal and the sacks fell off the, the cliff. I, 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 um, I, I, there's no other, no other way to explain it. How often... Um, how often do you see um, a, a player take a huge deal like that? And I'm sorry, the, the numbers drop. It's not, it's they not, drop. It's not left to expectations, pretty much based on the contract that he's signed, pretty much. And I agree. I agree he with you. He hasn't. He is. He is this. He's the second highest. I've just checked over the cap. He is the second highest edge player paid in the league on 21 million dollars. And if you think that six point six and a half sacks is a good return for twenty one million dollars, I'm sorry, it's not. If it was it's ten, not. then yes, and I get, I get all the all the the conversation about you know they, they run they run away from Lawrence, they run away to the side. Does the quarterback run away to the side as well on all those plays? It, it, it depends on the play, I suppose. If, depends, but but it's not often. It's not often. That's the point, though. If you're if you're injured, fine. Don't play. Get yourself fit and get yourself back to to being a hundred percent. Don't go out there and give me sixty five percent of of what you're of what you're there for. Because see when it see when it when it all went south on us last year, you've got to rally. You've got to rally round and say right, who are who are cornerstone players? Who are the players that are going to stand out and make a difference and be that difference between a win and a loss? The Marcus Lawrence should be at the front of that queue, if not a few places behind. And I'm sorry, boys, he wasn't there. He was not there. Um, on a defence that's struggling, I get that. I get that, that there are so many things to do on a defence. And if, if one area of the field is not doing particularly well, teams are going to exploit that. But since he signed that deal, and I'm going to keep saying it, since he signed the, the $100 million deal, the sacks have suffered. It's declined. For, for me, for me, a front four. If you're playing a four-three defense, your your sacks come from your edge rushers, and it yes. simply hasn't happened. Because if you rush, if you rush five, that means you're pulling one of your linebackers out of position, and you're putting them in the pass rush. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm gonna. I'm definitely on board with that because I really hope to God with now we've got Randy Gregory having his first ever preseason pro his proper first ever preseason with the Cowboys since he signed yep. uh, when he was sorry when he was drafted back all those years ago. I really hope that's the case now because like we all know that Gregory was uh it was going to be like a top ten tier like defensive end as well. The fact we go him like second round, whatever, but obviously his issues, blah blah blah. But what I'm trying to see is the fact that we know that Gregory in a proper program, and now that like it's the trifecta now. It's like who the hell they're going to defend? So it's they're able, they can't just defend a deal of unless they've got overcompensate with Gregory and the other side. So I definitely think with this season, 
D-Law definitely needs to step up from a statistical point of view. But I think that will naturally now happen with Gregory now in the groove uh, mm-hmm. going forward, especially under Dan Quinn. He may have some things that actually might accommodate these players and focus on the the, the strong points, if you know what I mean. So yeah. we, just, we just need to wait and see. We just need to wait and see, mate. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I agree okay, so with... What are... Go on, Jake. I was just going to say, I agree with all those, but I'm going to go a little left field on... On one, and I'm I'm going to say Mike McCarthy. Oh, because sure. end of the day, the players, the the guy they do a job. But if Mike McCarthy cannot get this team mentally and physically prepared, cannot get the game plan down, this team will do shit this year. It is true. I know that's yeah. such a crappy but, thing, but it is right. no, 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 no. We've got we've got a roster full of talent. It was wasted for years under Garrett. Now more of them have come into the prime. He's got them. If he can't get them right, both physically and mentally, the game plan right and get the game plan down, we're not going to do nothing this year. Yep. I mean, Graham and I picked up on this last week when we were talking about coaches that, you know, McCarthy deserves the mulligan after all the factors that were involved last last season with the COVID. Yeah, Um, sure. But this year, you know, Touchwood, everything's going to plan. We've we've had the OTAs, we've had the install, so you know they should be able. They should be in camp in a better fitness than um, they probably were last season when they entered into training camp. Um, You know, these guys should be able to hit the ground running, and it's up to McCarthy to have these guys g'd up and ready for the games. And if he's not, if he can't do that, then we do have a problem. So and, I'll I'll back Jamie Jamie up on that one. And, and and no disrespect to Green Bay, but you could argue that this roster is talented than any other, any of the rosters that Mike McCarthy had at Green Bay. If you look at the, some of the rosters, he got the game plan right. Yeah, they had Aaron Rodgers and they had, but they didn't have abundance of talent across that offensive line like we've got here. He had a great great quarterback, but didn't have a really great running back and look at how many years Rodgers has been trying to get him to get him a, an elite number one receiver and yeah. Dak's arguably got two you could even say three at the minute it's just yeah so yeah he's, yeah yeah I suppose Mac- <laughs> McCarthy's Mac- McCarthy's uh, his legacy is is forever entwined with the likes of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers much the same way that at the moment Bill Belichick is, did he manage to do it because of Tom Brady or did he manage to do it because he is the genius that he is? Um, you know, so this is, there are questions about McCarthy as to whether he can re- reproduce the system. Now, admittedly, every system is different, every situation is different, but, you know, he needs to prove that it wasn't a case that Aaron Rodgers is the, is the great QB that he, he thinks he is. Mm. Guys, yeah, yeah, but but here's a nice segue then because it was the next question on my list was what are your expectations in camp from Mike McCarthy? Um, we'll get back to a question that's on Mike McCarthy as well with hard knocks, but just right now, what are your expectations uh, for him in camp? Better than last season. That's uh, that's all I hope for anyway. If it's better than last season, then great. 
Mm-hmm. Last last season was just a absolute bomb steer. Like he could probably, probably put it all on his decision making by hiring. Like we knew that from the get go. Him hiring Mike Nolan was just like, oh, we kind of knew it was going to happen. We kind of like had that. It's like you know what? We kind of maybe think like Mike Nolan might turn over a new leaf and actually do something good. Nah, it was just just as crap as he was before. <laughs> Anybody got any expectations, or do you want me to get on to the next one? Because we can always come back to Mike McCarthy when we get on to that hard knocks uh, conversation, if you want. Do you want to go with that? I think, moves I think on, that's yeah. more of an interesting conversation. All right. Who is, for you guys, do you think the rookie that needs the most work? For me, I put Kelvin Joseph, as I mentioned earlier, for the reasons. Yeah. Didn't get OTAs. Very low snap count in college. Um, physical attributes are there, but he's got the same issues Trayvon Diggs had, uh, which was refinement and experience. Um, but for you guys, who do you think is the rookie that needs the most work? Micah Parsons. Really? Okay. And only because... The, the gap, yeah. He's, he's, he's a high, high draft pick. And look at some of our high draft yeah. picks on defence over the last few years. Mm-hmm. This 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 coaching staff need to give him every tool possible to be the linebacker that we saw in college and to transition into the NFL. Mm. And so because that, he took the year off as well. Yeah, and that, like I said, not not because yeah. I think he's okay. unpolished. I just think to yeah, get a standard. That, that expect, so it, the expectations are likely uh, are yeah, up there. Yeah, for yeah, him. I like that. So they have, they have to put him in every position to be able to produce what he produced at Penn State. Reasoning solid. Reasoning solid. I like that, Jay. Good thinking. Uh, Lorne, you got one for us? I was going to say Mukuamu. Um, you know, the yes. fact that he, he, yeah, is changing, okay. he is changing to safety. Now, admittedly, mm. he has played some mm. safety in college, but, you know, it, it's hard enough to change position when you're a, a grizzled veteran. But um, to, do, to do it in your first training camp when you're still adjusting to the speed of the game... The, yeah. the the intricacies of the pro game is is it's not so much a case of just cover cover that quarter. It's take a step here, do do this first. Um, you know, m- make them think you're doing one thing and go and do the other sort of thing. So, um, that's that's probably the hardest transition. And you you saw it to some extent when we when we drafted Byron Jones. Byron Jones. Yeah, yep. yeah. And you, you don't you fall into that same trap. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've, I've got one for you. Um, I'm going to say Jabril Cox because. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to say Jabril Cox because. Um, hey, DJ Dog. If I'm honest, I think Joseph will win the second cornerback position, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, so I look at Jabril Cox as in one of. You could basically say, right, our three linebackers are going to be Micah Parsons, Jalen Smith, and Leighton Van Der Esch. I want Jabril mm-hmm. Cox to say, oh, are they really? Yeah, and I want yeah, him yeah. to challenge and dislodge one of them. Um, hopefully it's, it's not... It's, it's very possible. It's very possible, mate. Hopefully it's not Micah Parsons because we've literally just drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, we, we've talked about it with Brian Rodgers in the past. He is not. He wasn't keen on the linebacker court at that particular time when we spoke to him. So, 
If yeah. there's a jersey to be won there from, from an experienced player, uh, I'm looking at Jabril Cox to go and win it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hopefully. Paul? Paul? Uh, I'm on the same boat as a Lauren, to be honest. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, here's one for you then. Which rookie that you think could be a bit lower down on the pecking order, though, you've got the most hope for? Um, I mentioned my guy already, which was Nation, right? I've written the article up on him. So my thoughts are there. I, I really hope this guy absolutely nails camp. Good news is, uh, as we have the comments coming in, they have said uh, from Star Gang saying he has had a good camp so far. He's looking good. Um, so he's definitely smashing the narrative right now. And I do really, really hope he makes this roster. But go on, Paul, hit me with your guy. I'm hoping Boana is going to do it. Yeah, okay, I like that one. Yep. Yep. Um I'll go I'll go semi for Hoku. I I wanna see what ah. he can do. Um you know the the you know, can he can he adjust from the simple route tree that Stanford run um to to, to again to the pro game again he's 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 got speed. I think we briefly again talked last week about we don't have a receiver that can take the top edge of off the defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Ho- for for Hoko potentially has that ability to do that. Um, you know, he, and he is used to obviously he is used to running the nine route a lot of the time. But yeah, it was. Just, yeah. If we can just do certain things that um, you know get him in space a bit more. Um, you know, and get, give another weapon that isn't going to cost you as much as somebody like Cedric Wilson. Um, we we need competition at the lower end of the, the wide receiver um, group as well. And in our positional breakdown series that we did in the off-season, um, we spoke during the wide receiver about the Noah Brown versus Simi Fahoku battle that could happen there because they're, they're basically the same player. The only difference is you're paying one for the experience and the other one costs less, uh, literally half the price. So yeah. I think that's a very interesting battle to watch. So that's a good one. Um, but go on then, Greg. <laughs> We've not talked about him yet. Josh Ball. See if he doesn't make that roster. See if he ends up on a practice squad or being released. We're in deep, deep trouble. Oh, God. I did not even thought about that. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, I, I can't mind the exact date, but I told I told our listeners, I told you four, Josh Ball will start in December. I'm telling you. Oh. <laughs> just wait, before we move on, I just want to give a wee shout out to Carmen Arcanon who just commented there. Uh, thanks for swinging by, coming onto the show, s- sending some love to the uh, Go Cowboys. Yeah, loving it. You can tell everybody's hyped and happy. Um, here's one for you, and I'll ask you first, Jake. Some preseason hype you won't buy. If you want, I'll give you mine, right? They're basically, it's, it can be a story a narrative like Dak throwing interceptions, or it can be players. For me, i got two guys. I've actually got four, but I'll only give you two for now. For me, it's Dorrance Armstrong and Bradley and I. I'm just not going to buy into that hype. Oh. Dorrance Armstrong, he's spent he's every, every preseason, in camp and preseason games, he comes out, he looks absolutely great. Then week one of the regular season happens and he fades into the background and you see nothing. For yeah. me, Bradley and I, the other guy, 
not I, I do like him, don't get me wrong. I it's just that Brian I Emily. think I just think that on this roster, he's there's just I can't see how he can make the roster. What is what's he gonna do? What's his role? He's really, he needs to absolutely fire up the blocks. And I just, I don't know. I, I just can't see it. But go on, Lorne. Uh, sorry, I was asking Jay. I'll ask Jay and then I'll ask you, Lorne. Um, right. Don't, don't laugh. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Leighton Van Der Eck. I've seen enough. I don't think, I don't think after this year is is a cowboy. I just, yeah, I've seen enough. That's fair. I, don't think, I, I, I would, I would, and, and we haven't seen him. I would the, the, the three linebackers for me to start would be Jalen Smith, Michael Parsons, and um, Jabril Cox. That's I would feel a lot more comfortable with that. Seeing what we've seen from Leighton Vander over the last few years. Well, I've, I've lit a fire under Jamie. Had <laughs> <laughs> to do it, Jamie. Someone had to do it. No, he, <laughs> to be fair to Jay, he's always loved Jabril Cox. He's Here's a funny one. Here's a funny one that's just come in. Zeke in an interview asked to reflect on uh Dak when he was in hospital, said he met him when he was completely out of it on various concoctions of drugs for the pain. Uh, and he just <laughs> it, it, you, Zeke walked in to go and give him a hug, and all he got in his comatose state was feed me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, really? Come on. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. On. Uh, but that, go on, Elon. That's going to be a bullshit article, come on. <laughs> that's from Jane Slayer. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but go on, Elon. Give me, give me your preseason hype you won't buy. Right. I, any Anybody that's standing in at the right guard... No, mm. left guard position, uh, whether mm. it's Connor Williams, Connor McGovern. Okay. Training, training camp, until you actually see them go in a, a red hot situation, game, game match day, you know, you, you, can ha- you can be running easy against the, the opposition and offensive line drills, team, what have you. You can be, you can be pushing guys around, but until you're, you're actually. Everybody is red hot and ready to go for this for make, making a play. Then that's where you want it. That's where you want to see it. Um, you know. So I think the last couple of years we've had guys talking about how brilliant uh, Connor William looks. You know the the, the change who, that he who said that. Oh, there the, was the stuff. If you if you can actually go back, you can say you can have a look in the. the the daily reports of last year's training camp, and there was days where oh, he had I, I gone. I was just going to say, I was like, when have we ever seen? Co- I'm sorry, but I'm going to go off a fucking rant. When have we ever seen Connor Williams being fantastic? Never. <laughs> Tell you what, if you'd have seen that boy at Texas, holy shit, you would have fought with yep. Steve the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just so you know, as well, that is happening right now. Dan Quinn is pushing Micah Parsons round in a pram. In... <laughs> just on, just on the field, he's just a, he's literally shoving him around. It's looking quite good, actually. Um, but I just thought I'd throw that around. Just like, just to kind of follow what you just said there, Mike. I'm just loving the fact that we're actually getting an actual defensive coordinator. It's actually giving one-to-ones with individual players to work on specific things. 
We did not have that at all. Mike Nolan was just pretty much a guy in a microphone 30 yards back and telling other people what to do. Run he faster. Was, you know? <laughs> do something. <laughs> do this. Do that. <laughs> he, he, he was like the guy up in the tower in Rudy and all that, where you see them <laughs> going, right, okay, run that play again, run that yeah. play again, you know. And... Yeah. Um, but I do have two other guys, uh, purely on the basis of A, is the one of the deepest positions um, on our roster, and two, they haven't really done anything, is Francis Bernard and Luke Gifford. I think... Aye. They, they, no. They're really stuffed on a roster spot right now. Um, but here's the next one for you then. Undrafted free agent watch. Two guys no. you um, on the undrafted free agent you guys are going to be watching. For me, the two guys is uh, TJ Vasher. Um, I, he's injured at the moment. But when he comes in, I really want to see what he can do. I love the size and the length, what he can provide. Uh, the other guy then is Nick Eubanks, the tight end. Uh, be quite interesting to see how he gets along. Uh, DJ Dog, funnily enough, giving us uh, his insights. Anthony Hines, Tyler Curl, um, sleepers that he feels may make the team. Anthony, yeah, great guys. Um, but give me your guys. Undrafted free agent watch. Who are you guys looking out for? I'm just going to say all of them because I love this time of year because there's always... An undrafted free the underdogs. That yeah. always steps up. That always gets a, a bit of the light shone on him. Shows why teams were wrong to overlook them. So I, I'm, I don't know, it's a, a boring answer, but literally any of them, because like, I say, like it. They, they make up a bulk, the bulky roster and mm-hmm. they're, they're willing to, to go all out to get it. Yeah, of course. All right, then, let me get an easier question for you guys then. Who's a guy you're not? Worried about making the roster for me, Cooper Rush. My boy Neville Gallimore, come on. <laughs> My boy, no, 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 I mean, not making a roster spot. So, like a guy oh, that like... you want to keep Neville Gallimore, didn't you? Um, so I mean, a guy you're not worried if he doesn't make the roster. Oh, right, okay, yeah. um, Boana, then Boana. Just in, like 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 because like I'm just kind of thinking from the business side of things that you might okay. not make the cut, like from the make the cut it's not much of a loss but I really yeah, hope, yeah. I, but I really have a really good high expectation of him being that guy that can actually stuff a, a, a like two offensive linemen try to block him type of thing I think he can be that guy who can actually open up gaps for other players I really yeah. hope he can be that guy. Anybody else want to add one? Well, I'll I'll take who I think you know we should probably just go with two quarterbacks to start the season. So, I you know if it's if it's Danucci and uh, Cooper Rush that are cut, then I'm not bothered about that. Okay. Um, as long as we I'll, I'll, as long as we can either pick somebody up to go in the practice squad, mm-hmm. um, or you you've got that insurance because again, who who knows we may have a COVID outbreak at some point and you need to bring somebody in and mm-hmm. have somebody ready on the roster. Um, you know, so as long as we can get somebody to go on the practice squad who has some experience. Um, Danucci last year, I mean, yes, you can say it was his first game. It's It was a little bit like, um, you know, 
again, Fro- any of the... throwing a sheep into the wolves, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it is is like you know all of these movies that you see, footsteps, Falco. Uh, Stephen Willie Beeman, the first game that he played as well, where you know they come in and they're like, "Oh my God, what's you know deer in the headlights sort of thing." It's um, funny, that, it? It's funny that, that every every scenario of the movie is actually kind of true. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I like where you're going with this, Lon. So I'm going to ask everybody: Is everyone in agreement that the the quarterback two position so is is not clearly defined? That in fact, that's the quarterback. That's going to be the battle. The, the battle the, the, for backup. Yeah, I mean the quarterback two position. To me, I would even go as far to say that that quarterback is not on the roster yet. I was just going to say the same thing. Hmm? I'm I'm going to stick with my guns. I liked what I saw from Blaine Gabbert. I liked what I uh, saw yeah, from sure Garrett Gilbert. I, you mean? Uh, I sorry. I yeah, Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sorry. Like, not the first time that's happened, Paul. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'll be honest, boys. I, I don't really care who the second. I've said since this since this podcast started. Listen, see if you see if any starting quarterback goes down, apart from them winning that season, that one time, that once that they won it once. Um, if your quarterback number one goes down, your season's finished. Effectively, it's, yeah. It's simple as that. And, and like what you're saying, Mike, about the quarterback not being on the roster, absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely true. I think there'll be a flood of a flood of quarterbacks released, um, and we'll just go and pick somebody up. We'll pick up yeah. a veteran um, because these these guys, I reckon, have had long enough we tossed and turned between them during the season mm-hmm. um yes they were thrown into the wolves but this is the nfl we're talking about and if you're not going to push Dak prescott what are you doing here so yeah. do you get uh, and it's ruthless it's absolutely ruthless but that's why they're paid that's why the best of them are paid 40 million dollars because there aren't 32 of them around there's always mm-hmm. somebody that needs a quarterback guys yeah I yeah yeah know- I've just had a crazy imagination just pop up my fucking mind here. And hear me out here. I know it sounds fucking crazy, right? And everyone's going to go fucking apeshit and call me out saying, what the fuck are you thinking here? What if we made a trade, right? Here we go. But it's a player is in the end of his career, right? And what other player do we know that Given the circumstances, they can actually pull shit out the hat oh, no. and make things work. Oh no! Oh, no, I'm not. I'm. I'm about nah. to disconnect you. I, no, we are not going there. We're not oh, going down that road. road. They haven't said his name, know? and we all know who you're talking about. Who do you think I'm talking about? Number twelve is not available for this roster. <laughs> Come on, see the name. See the name. Come on. <laughs> I am no. We're not going down that road because no. it is a. Um... You're talking about Nick Foles, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no not, I am not talking about Nick Foles. I am talking about the bearded wonder. The it's bearded magic. Hi. He's in Washington. He's, he's I know he's in Washington. Washington. I know he's in Washington. But that's what I'm saying. Trade. 
They're not going to mm. let their starting quarterback go. No. In the com- in in the same division, in the same division. Let's be honest. They might actually use the first string quarterback as the starter. For all we know, you know, we, we might we might have had a bit. We might have had a better chance at getting Dwayne Haskins and his wife. Just with just with the fact that. I know, but like I said, it was, it was just a crazy imagination. Oh, so no, no, no. just take it with a pinch of salt. No, I, I, I actually, I actually like the, I actually like the idea. I was, I was just kind of touching on more kind of what kind of what Gray was saying. I think we all agreed, like pretty much apart from when those assholes from down the from up the. Um, <laughs> Right, here's here's one for you though, right? But you said just say and mean yeah, I mean if you if you start in QB go down, you're effectively not gonna win the Super Bowl. So you rather than get some kid in and pay him two and a half million, why just give him some kid a call, man. He's always he's out and about, he's cutting somebody's grass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just get him on veteran minimum. Just get him the rest of cut and let him under ash. Here's one for you, though. Talking about uh, going to the waiver wire to get a guy, which position do you think is more likely? For me, is really obvious. I think, um, sure, they might look at the quarterback two position and bring a guy in. For me, though, that is desperate need when you look at it. I reckon it's a defensive tackle. They're going to bring in a veteran defensive because it's just that defensive mm. line is still really bad. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This, it's not that it's bad. Actually, I take that back. It's not bad. There's just a lot of question marks. A lot, a lot of question marks. In fact, I've actually got a question, a return question in relation to that, mate. What's sure. what's the, what's the uh, situation with Jared McCoy? Is he actually coming back? Is he being brought back? Back he's in. still, still he's still agent. on the wire. He's still a free agent. Um, the, it, he, it, there's not any animosity between Gerald McCoy and the Dallas Cowboys because uh, when he left, he left on what was written into his contract about his medical condition. He is a free agent. In terms of where he's at with his physicality, his injury, I don't know though because he still hasn't been picked up. Because I thought that the whole thing was like, even though they kind of let him go, but there was always like the, we always had like the first option to burn him back in or something like that. I, uh, I, I it, it, they just own his rights. Right, right, okay, right. That's yeah. what it was. As, as much as as much as I agree that it's it probably depleted, I, I think safety's worse than, than yeah. the yeah, defensive sure. line. That 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 back end is. Awful. Without, I would probably put my mortgage on it that the Cowboys <laughs> will, will take. Jamie, I safety. agree one hundred percent, mate. One hundred percent. Safety for me is the one position that we seem to be kind of moving players left, right, and center to accommodate the position rather than getting in an actual proper safety. But don't you think that if you make your defensive line stronger and better, that helps your safeties? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, don't I, I? I totally agree. But, the left hand feeds the right, if you know what I mean. But, 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 don't, but I mean, you also need to, you need to think of it as well. Like if the quarterback stalls back, seeing that his wide receivers are being stalled up by cornerbacks and safeties, then it's going to it's going to help our defensive line as well. It, it's not just a one way pattern. It's, it's of course. Right. It's, it's no, 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 I know. So, <laughs> so I, 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 you, you, sorry, Paul. so 
so for me, I think safety is still a, a very important position because they can still read the quarterback and re- make the quarterback rethink again and have to go a plan B. And when it comes to plan B, there might be no time. And next thing you know, there's a defensive end or there's a defensive tackle right in their face. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just think, though, that when you look at it, uh, as it stands, right, I was trying to, I was going through the roster yesterday, actually, ready for training camp. And I was going, which defensive tackle is likely to have the highest snap count? For me, which is absolutely crazy to say, and which is why I think they're going to go and get another defensive tackle to come in, is Terrell Basham is going to have the highest snap count. And he wasn't even on this roster last year. Yeah, I agree. And saying that it needs addressing, and kind of just to flip back a little bit, like what you and Paul both saying there, that in terms of yeah, would you rather have that front four, maybe front seven strong, so it, it takes the pressure off the safeties. But then also, if that offensive line is is good and stops the pressure, would you then rather? Would you be more comfortable knowing that you've got, say, a Richard Sherman back there? I'm just using him because we know what he wants. Don't not no, no, that no, name. No, 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 Richard Sherman or Pee Wee Herman? We will find out. I was going to use Mr. Bean, but then I thought, um, anybody from America watching? Uh, our, our American audience, they, they may not be familiar with well who Mr. Bean is, to be fair. Uh, I don't know. Like, He's pretty yeah, popular. But yeah, another, popular. another name yeah, for yeah. consideration. Another name for consideration is Gene Watkins, who was cleared for football activity two yeah, days ago. He was. And the team again, doctor, again, Cowboys team doctor, yoga. did his surgery. Yeah. Yeah. But here's one for you, then, right, guys? Mate, I, mate, I was going to say, like, if there was one yeah. question, if there's one question, I thought you'd just like, what about a uh, what free agent are we most excited about as well? And 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 and, and when you okay. mentioned when you said Terrell Basham, I was like, that's the guy I'm actually him and Urban, the two guys I'm most intrigued about. Urban, yeah. Um, Brent Urban, Brent Urban could probably have a really high snap count too. It's just, it's, it's just really weird when you look at it because Neville Gallimore isn't bad. The trouble with Neville Gallimore is you'll don't watch you, him and don't you diss my boy? <laughs> I, listen, is you will see Neville Gallimore and you'll go like, oh, what an amazing play. And then you see him again, what an amazing play. Then all of that is mitigated Man. by this this crazy. Play and you're just like, what the hell was he doing? And I'm like so, against I'm the, sorry, I, mate, I disagree. Pat, he, was, he was hardly given any snap no. at all. He was playing hardly... down, playing down the middle. If you want him to rush the passer down the middle, amazing. Play him against the run. He just gets moved off his block way too easily, mm. way too easily. And it's a technique. It's a technique issue. The if you look at it, look at his. Tape from I think it was Chicago on it. Like it didn't get a huge amount of snaps, but if you look at it, it caused a lot of problems. It caused a lot of destruction. Yeah, it it, it, it caused that in, that inside part of the offensive line. I think the the, the defensive line, a lot of the defensive line, because there's a big question mark over it. But the big um, where it can go right 
is if Neville Gallimore progresses and Tristan Hill, because we still don't know with Tristan Hill what we've got. He's still a massive question mark. And bear in mind, Tristan Hill was taken by the previous coaching staff. So there's no loyalty to him whatsoever that he could be the next guy out of the door as well. So there's a big question mark on him. So that's just why I think that the Isn't defensive it? tackle would be if, where they look in the free agency market. How is on the final year of his contract as well, is he not? No, he's uh, good. This is year no, he's three, on a full. Yeah. So this right. next year would be his contract year. Um, right. But let's get into what, the... What I would say about, Gall- what I would say about Gallimore is that... Um, the the scheme change again last year that uh, Mike Nolan brought in. One it of did the podcasts. It did not suit him. Yeah, one of, one of the one of the podcasts I listened to was Sean Merriman's uh, podcast with uh, Gerald McCoy, and Gerald McCoy said that once he'd got out of his boot and everything like that, he was actually working with Neville Gallimore. You know, during his off days, working. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. There was another profession. There was another professional coach that they were working with during the off days, and it was just trying to get him to change from the the scheme that he'd been doing in college to I can't remember whether it was attacking the gaps, which is what he was doing in college. To yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. hope what Nolan wanted was holding the guys up. If the scheme, if the scheme is better for them, then great. These guys, you know. You saw the way that Gallimore came on in the second half of the season. Once we cut loose the dead weight, um, you know, <laughs> who's the dead weight? Yeah, no, I know exactly yeah, where you're on. going, but yeah. let, let's move on uh, very quickly because yesterday. Uh, we saw the opening press conference uh, with Jerry Jones. Actually, he was fairly emotional. Uh, spoke to Derek Eagleton, sent him a message saying he was quite emotional during his talk. So uh, the, f- the the most interesting comment uh, I think he made, well, the two, was the one that he, he made. He said, I would do absolutely anything known to man to win another Super Bowl. Um, he had quite a lot to say. Um, we spoke about Randy Gregory earlier. He was hoping, because that seems to be Jerry's pet cat, um, very much does love Randy Gregory, stacked with a loyalty, and he's excited to see what he's going to do. Spoke about Dak, um, as well as some other players. As I said, mentioned about the COVID situation, said um, there's a handful left to go, a handful being five. So there's five players to get them past the 85%. So once they get past 85%, there's a lot more that can open up to them. Under the rules, they've said, look, you must get 84. So I think out of a 90-man roster, they've got to have 77 double vaccinated. Um, yeah. so, bit, sorry, just to, just to Alex, I haven't really looked into that rule a lot. Um, yeah. But is there any repercussions of not getting to that by, say, the end of camp or by the, by the first not- person of the game? I'm not entirely sure, but I know that if you don't hit the 85% in terms of training and what you can do Mm. in your building, you're restricted. Um, Believe it or not, there are, in fact, two teams in the NFL that aren't even at 50%. Wow. I wonder who. I wonder who. It's crazy. Yeah, there's even there's there was even a memo just released a couple of hours ago by the NFL as well that you know this year if there's a COVID outbreak on your team, rather than you them juggling the schedule to fit, there'll be yeah, forfeits, yeah, there'll yeah. be 
fines. There'll be all sorts of things, especially if you're one of these teams that are not under the under the limit as well. And you know, you you had the the whole Michael Irvin thing where he's he's come out and lambasted people for not getting their yeah, their he very much did. Now, my understanding, I was listening to Ed Werder today on the Doomsday podcast, and they mm-hmm. were saying they reckon at the moment it's probably about 70% of the Cowboys are double vaccinated. Um, uh, yeah, I think are, it was actually the, it was 77%. Yeah, the, the rest are... The, you, even, even if you've had your second jag at the moment, you're not guaranteed, you're not counted as being double vaccinated until mm. you two weeks afterwards as well. That's right. Any, this is why Jerry is saying that basically anybody will be able to play come the Hall of Fame game. You know, he's, yeah. he's got no... And you maybe uh, the, these five players, um, you know, maybe maybe they're acting like Cole Beasley. Maybe that's why we, one of the reasons why we also got rid of Rashad Robinson last week. Um, Could be. You know, maybe there's something there. Uh, admittedly, mm-hmm. he, he had the drug... The the drug suspension hanging over him as well, but which is the that's... biggest factor? Yep. Yeah, but you, um, you makes, it makes you wonder as well. Actually, don't it? Like Longer said, you're not classed as double jabbed until you've been to it. Wonder if those five players are just they've had it, but they're just not in that two week out of that two week period. Well, Stephen Jones during the press press conference did make a comment about it and said that they they're like literally a couple of weeks away from reaching the threshold. So it could be like Lorne was saying that they, they've had that vaccination, but they're just waiting for that, that period to, to finish. Didn't give a date. There was no date, but he did say that they're like a couple of weeks away from being um, up to the threshold. So there is some, some news yeah. there. Because Mike McCarthy also made the same comment and said he didn't want to get vaccinated, um, got educated, got some information, got the facts, and he is now, he's done. He, he's he, yep. he said he's going ahead uh, and getting that sorted, which is fine, which is fair enough. Um, but the other big comment, which we posted on our social media, was Jerry Jones talking about Jimmy Johnson. Um, got quite emotional about it. Personally, um, as we wrote in the article or the little post that we put on our uh, social media, I think it, it's pretty much done for that. Jimmy is going to make the Ring of Honor now. But one of the things he did say, and he got quite upset about it, is he said, look, um, I don't know how it happened, but I fucked up. And he, he actually yeah. said that. Um, very yeah. emotional about it. Very happy he's going into the Hall of Fame. But I think that we, we all know there was the animosity and whatever the issues were, I think there's more to what we know and what was being told. We will never, ever know the truth. But it is good to see that whatever it was, there's still something there because Jerry got quite emotional about it. What do you guys make on that? Yeah, like, I only saw it briefly in that, but that for me, like, I yeah. think Jerry realizes what, like, whatever what happened between him and Jimmy, like, mm-hmm. like it's you can see he's in more of a, a regret side of letting him go, definitely. Like, yeah. so it's definitely on Jerry's part of firing him rather than like. Like uh, rather than Jimmy like quitting or anything like that. Well, obviously that wasn't yeah, the yeah, case, yeah. obviously. But yeah. um, but yeah, yeah. It's it was a tricky now. one, wasn't it? It's a tricky one. Like it's yeah. history now. J- Jimmy Johnson's forever going to be a Cowboys legend. He deserves to be in the ring of honor. Ring of honor. Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. 
for what yep. he's accomplished with the Dallas Cowboys, absolutely. Like, but I think Jerry just for Jerry to get a wee bit emotional. I don't know if it's just because he knows him, like he misses that winning mentality. He misses it, mm. and he, and it's getting him more built up. Like it seems like every season now going year after year after year, you're seeing more Jerry getting more during press conferences. Whenever, like, see, for example, the whole Dak Prescott conference, you can see how excited he was. He's got him nailed down type of thing. Like, you saw him when he was like, when he got Micah Parsons, blah, blah, blah. Like, you seen him, he's getting a bit more, I don't know. I don't know how to describe him, but he's, it just seems to be a bit, I don't know if it's the word desperate. Mm. A lot of the stuff, he's, he's more in the limelight, isn't it? Like, I'm not saying you don't care about the players, but like you say, the thing, obviously, like, obviously, the, the presser yesterday, um, the stuff with Michael Parsons, we, we normally hear those stories coming out that he's like that with people, but he, you, everyone's always seen Jerry as this kind of, uh, this, this, this rough, tough exterior, and, and, it, and it, it, he's got this persona and, you don't ever hear about it, and, and he's, he's this lovey dovey kind of person in the background, and you never really see it. And that, that's why probably a lot of people don't like him because you don't see that kind of thing with him. And like then it might just because, to be fair as well, it, it comes to us all. I mean, age comes to us all, doesn't it? And like you say, you look yeah. like you reflect and you think, do you know what? Shit happened. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. And I think I think he knows that you know it would have been probably comments that he made or or a lack of patience, and he knows that. They're the things, and if maybe he had just not done that, or if he had just said that, or if he had just, and he'd look yeah. back and think, "Yeah, why did I do that?" You know what I mean? When we, you know, the old the old saying, "If it's not broken, don't fix it," and that's what he tried to do, and he lives with that regret. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the cockiness of youth that um, that you, too, you know, yeah. obviously. The, the the comment that really boiled um, Jimmy Johnson over was obviously that uh, Jerry heard drinking in the bar. Anybody can coach, and yeah, yeah. I think we we discussed it last week. Jimmy Jimmy has said that you know he's open to going in the Ring of Honor. It's just a case of them agreeing to. Um, you know, Jerry was very um, contrite during his 2017 Hall of Fame induction speech, you know, he, yeah, he, I know. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, he was sort of giving a lot of the credit to Jimmy there. Um, mm. You know, we need to see how Jimmy reciprocates this time round, whether, mm. you know, whether that is the, the, the sort of final melting of the iceberg as such. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've basically. And do you think, that, do you think, Lorne, that if he doesn't, we know which side of the camp then was the issue? <sighs> I think, yeah, possibly. I mean, they're both they're both at the Do stage you see where, I'm going? where, yeah, they're, yeah, they're both at the stage where life is catching up with you, and you know, everybody talks about, you know, how how often do you hear about the, the window for the Cowboys? Well, this is the window for Jerry. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There is there is no escaping old father time at all. Um, so you know, Jerry, Jerry's. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry's wanting a, a, a one last hurrah. And, you know, I, jo- I joked last week that, you know, maybe Jerry's, uh, Jimmy's got a sort of Babe Ruth um, curse on the Cowboys that, you know, he said, nah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm on my The curse of the Bambino. Fine. 
Yeah, mm. as, as, soon, as soon as you part ways with the rest of the team that I've constructed together, then, you know, that's it. You're not going to get anybody. And Switzer mm-hmm. Swits just happened when on the back of Jimmy's, um, yeah, of course. Jimmy's yeah, squad yeah, that yeah, you put yeah. together. Just just yeah. to throw a, a, a little sidebar in there on back of what Lawrence is. You think as well that with this kind of stuff now coming out, this could be the last head coach of the Jerry era, and he's, he could potentially be looking at if 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 this maybe this season, the season after doesn't work with Mike McCarthy, we could tie to Mike McCarthy, and he just hands he hands the reins over to Stephen full time. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think and, that and, if and this I, doesn't, I mean, and I mean, sorry, in terms of in terms of the football side, he'll still run the Cowboys as a business because. He's a great businessman. I'm not saying he's a, he's a crap at the football side, but you think, you know what? It's time to the game's moved on from what it was when he took the team on. Let's let's so, let him focus on the business and, and let Stephen and Co run the football inside. The only thing I will say to that is, from having conversations with guys over in Dallas, is that um, that he absolutely adores Kellen Moore. That that's his next um, Jason Garrett, if you like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just, honestly, and that's why he hasn't gone anyway. He thinks he's amazing, and I think that if Mike McCarthy doesn't work out, maybe not this. Year. If he doesn't work out this year, he's in the hot seat for me. <clears throat> so the year after, if Mike McCarthy doesn't produce what Jerry's mm-hmm. looking for, that's it done. And then he's going to bring Callum Moore up, and then he will wait to see if Callum Moore can succeed. And I think then. That will be where Jerry starts cooling off, I think, from there. That will be it for him, you know? It's just, um, how crazy that's to think that we've had these kind of head coaches in. Callum Moore takes over and wins the Super Bowl. From what I hear, he's, uh, like, a, a lot of people talk about the mind with Callum Moore, that he just knows football and that he, he's constantly evolving it. Um, which, by the yeah, <laughs> but that is something that we will be looking at next week. Is looking at the coaches once we have a week of um, of training camp. We'll get to see how they're interacting. But here's a new segment for the year. We will each week be looking at hard knocks, um, talking about it, talking about what we've seen, what we heard. Now everything has been set up. It was set up about a week and a half ago. All the cameras, everything, everything put in place ready to rock uh now it is on the 10th of august that's the premiere um the first thing for me which is where i went back to at the start of this show was with mike mccarthy for me i think training camp is important to look at kellen moore uh dan quinn and uh, and fassel as well how they, they they're doing is very instrumental on what the season is but for me with hard knocks because you get to see behind the scenes, we get to see what Mike McCarthy's interactions are like mm-hmm. with everything else. Yep. And that's the thing I'm going to be looking at is more than Mike McCarthy interactions. We know uh, we've spoken about this before. We know what Mike McCarthy is like in his press conferences where he slips the tongue most of the time and, and messes up with something. And we all put our, our heads in our hands and are like, Mike, no. <laughs> but for me, I want to see the interactions with the coaches as well as with Jerry and Steven, what he's like behind the scenes. And that's going to be really instrumental for me uh, mm-hmm. on, on what's important. But for you guys, what do you want to see then coming out of Hard Knocks? 
<laughs> Dan Quinn's interaction. Dan Quinn's, well. yeah, sure. But you, for me, you kind of like that's the main thing I'm really looking yeah. forward to is how our head coach. What's he like? It. Yeah, like yeah, like that alone, and and the fact that we've actually got a proper defensive coordinator in our books, and we can actually see. What is like, like, I've just saw a video posted up by Big Game James there. I was doing his one on ones with Randy Redry there. That alone to me is getting me excited. It, mm-hmm. it, it's proper one on one coaching, and we're seeing that. And if Hard Knox can capture some of those moments, and and I can actually, it's going to get me more and more on board of this, how this team's going to go forward. I really do. Yeah. I, yeah. I really, really, really want to see courts lose their shit. And what I mean by that is <laughs> yeah. when someone when someone messes up on a play or top player's not doing something, you'll, you'll see them piss and moan on the sidelines and be like, what are they doing? And I, I want to see them in the office just pick up a chair and slam the shit against the wall and say, like, what the fuck was Dak seeing when he threw that interception in the training? <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? It's like, you never see the... that. You see him pissing more on time, but I want, to see, I want to see some chairs flying around and people getting heated. Give him the chair! You think that can Go on then, Greg. What are you most excited that you want to see? I want to see... Um, I want to see the depth chart of the defence of 2020 thrown out the window. I want to see <laughs> if somebody slips on a play, gets beat deep, pulls a, pulls a jersey, trips somebody over, I want to see them <laughs> out of there and somebody else in. I'm fed up with... Ruthlessness, he's, yeah. He's our starting corner and he's our starting corner for the entire season. Day one. Uh, and they've just okay. decided that's um, that. He's our yeah. guy. He's next. He's next. And he's next. That's got, right. that's got to go. It's open season for every single position on that defense. Lord, I want to see, I want to see some proper competition. Lord, w- what have you got? Who do you want to most see on hard knocks? Piggybacking on what some of you guys have already said, I want to see how the interaction is between Dan Quinn, uh, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Jim Fassel, mm-hmm. because all these guys have been either tipped to be head coaches, either at college mm-hmm. level, have been yeah. head coaches. Yeah. So, you know, how these egos sort of interact. And I actually went back, I, I have the old VHS videotapes that um, Dave Campbell back in 2002. Yeah, yeah. And D- Dave Campbell, for, for all he was a great safety and secondary coach, uh, and he, he was an okay defensive coordinator as well. Again, probably piggybacking a bit on the, the work that Dave Wanstead and Butch Davis did. Um, but, you know, he, as a head coach, he didn't have it. And you could see that he didn't have it. He was it, the, the egos of the offensive coordinator at the time, the defensive coordinator, which offensive coordinator, I think, was even Bruce Coslett at the time. So... You know, when we were trying to go to a West Coast offense type of yeah. thing, um, mm-hmm. you, you could see that he he wasn't control he wasn't controlling the the coaching staff, and you saw it in the all or nothing. You saw that Jason Garrett had a bit of control, but even then, you know, you had the interaction between Jerry, where Jerry was stopping the uh, stopping the coaching meeting and saying something, you know. 
does Mike McCarthy have that control? Thanks, mm. Jerry, for your comments. Yeah, 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 let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about this. So, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's a good fair point. Because that's one yeah. thing I feel as though is like Jerry still controlled that whole bloody boardroom pretty much of all the coaches. Is like yep. Jason was like, yeah, 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 we do this, we do that, and then Jerry would come over and give his say, and it was like everyone was more paying attention to what Jerry had to say rather than what uh, Jason had to say. But I, I want to add on top of what you were trying to say there, Mike. Uh, oh God, I can't even remember. Let's see what else. About the Jerry, uh, uh, Mike McCarthy interactions, which is exactly what no, I'm it, you know, it's, it's more going with it's, it's what Ron says. It's, it's more of a combination of what you said and what Jim said. It's like, I want to see Mike McCarthy go off on people. I want to see him ab- not, <laughs> yeah. not, not abuse. But I want to, I, I want to see players actually getting the fucking message of actually get your shit together, make the next play, do better. Like if, if there was one one head coach of one season of hard knocks that we did get to see that it was the Texans coach at one point. The hello Brian, hello Brian. Yeah, like it's like get JG in there. I want him to see him do that. Like that. Idea like if we can actually get a coach that I just say, like, I want a point to prove, get someone else in there, it doesn't matter if they're a star or not. Like, I know I'm saying JJ's a bad, bad example because he is a star and an old pro, pro, pro bowler and all that, but, but you know what I mean, though. It's like mm. he's not afraid to put someone else in, but he was even, but you saw in the scenes during that season of hard knocks with the Houston mm. Texans, trash team, but still, um, <laughs> I had to throw it in there. But you <laughs> saw Bill O'Brien actually. Getting after the players, even the guys that had no chance getting in the team, you would actually have that interaction with them. It's like, yeah. you guys need to do better. You need to do this. You need to do that. That's yeah. what I want from McCarthy. And that's exactly what I mean. It's, it's generally the all the interactions between him, his, you know, his coordinators, position coach, the staff, you know, Jerry, the, the, the players. Generally, everything. I just, I, that, that's what I'm going to be watching more than anything in Hard Knocks. And you know, everything else is just more more fun and games. Do you know what I mean? But I'll ask the last question before we wrap things up here. And this is more of a fun one. Who do you think on Hard Knocks gets the first musical montage? Um, what, do you, what do you mean by me? What do you mean? Like a workout montage. There's always one, isn't there? Straight away off the bar. And I, I personally think it's going to be Zeke. You're going to see Zeke like getting the ball, running, and then it'll be on to the next thing, and then he's running up and down the field, and you know they got the music going on, and it's really intense. Oh, like, so, so yeah. like for example, like the, what the LA Rams did, it was all focused on Aaron Donald doing his workouts, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. they do it every uh, year with a okay. particular player. Like um, when you talked about Houston, it was it was you know uh, JJ Watt like, in the JJ dark Watt. pushing a tire, and then you know r- um, doing drills all on his I, own. I think it's going to be Dak. I think it'll be Dak. Dak, yeah. He is America's he is America's team's quarterback. Sorry, the world's team's quarterback. I do apologize. <laughs> um, he's coming back from a massive injury. It's his comeback season. He's signed a brand new contract. All the cameras are going to be on him, I think. Okay, I, fair enough. So, so that's what I think. I'll go yeah. one better than that, Mike. I'll tell you the tune. It's that first one, first episode. It's da 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 da. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be dark. Actually throwing the ball, like spinning the ball in the air in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe a shoe. Spinning a shoe. Yeah. Spinning a shoe on his finger. Jordan. Now, that, 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 uh, 
that'll be the 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 first five minutes before they've even done the opening credits. That'll yeah, be yeah, the, yeah. You know, that'll be the focus yeah, there. Yeah, be... yeah, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> You know, I, I think I think agree with Mike. I think um, before I said that, just because Paul put a comment on, and it, uh, it was it was Miami Marlins, a guy called Pete, and, and obviously I know it's a baseball thing, but I'll tell you what, if even a baseball man, follow follow Pete and Scorchy Scorchy stuff. Some of the stuff he comes out is hilarious. Like it's some great content if you're a baseball fan. But sorry, but like you know, when you just to kind of flip on what you were saying about the first montage, I, I think he's going to be the first. Ending one, do you know? Well, do you know when, like it's like mm, I know what you like, mean. Like next week on Hard Knocks, and then like it'll like do the rest of the credits, and you'll see him kind of filtering out, and it'll be like some like Zeke will be coming off, and like he'll be walking out of training camp with like a fucking some flip flops on and some donuts in his hand, going fuck yeah, and like next thing, and it'll be like Zeke just smashes through somewhere like I don't know, like, fucking Joe <laughs> <Bill> McCoy. <laughs> I, will, I, will guarantee, I will guarantee there'll be a clip. Of Mike McCarthy in this montage looking absolutely fucking fuming. <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. Like it'll be like <sighs> like that or something like that. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> if, if, if there's a montage where, where you see Jerry at training camp with a pair of three quarter jeans on and a no, pair no, of no, 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 no. training camp next year. <laughs> no, no, no. There's going to be a montage of Jerry coming off a helicopter with sunglasses or his fucking yacht. That's fucking that. best on. That's that. It'll be, it'll, 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 it'll be doing the whole Fist McMahon fucking walk. That will be the montage of Jerry. Other than that, you'll see Seat, you'll see Derek throwing the balls, uh, Seat running hard, you'll see Mike McCuffin going, Bleh! or something. You know, actually, all. just just to flip back on something I'll say, it'll be nice to see when we were, when we were talking about people kind of, coaches getting a bit, you know, angry and, and Kill him more because he always seems to have this nice guy. Oh, now kill him more flips someone off or something. It'd be fucking like, min. Let's, let's be honest, right? And that, that is a really good point, Jamie. Like, when have we actually seen Kelly more look yeah. fucking p- pissed off? Hardly ever. Mm. Like, like, like the, the worst, the like, worst we've ever seen is that is that gift that goes on it where he's sat reading like the the uh, the playbook on the sideline. He, he like, just like, drops it. I'm yeah, sure, that is good. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure Kelly Moore is an absolute like genius and stuff. I still have every favor. But when you see, I actually do see him when he's actually highlighting in television the sideline, sitting <laughs> yeah. down with that or Andy Dalton. It looks like a pure puzzle kid with a, a window surface one. If we can have that, right, guys, that was pish. Throw the ball yeah. over that direction or something like that. If we, if we can have that type of interaction from Kelly Moore, it gives us a better, more yeah. like. Better you, you, always, you always envision it, don't you? Like it could be the Super Bowl, it's a, the last play, and, and Dak throws an interception and the, and the Patriots run it back for a touchdown to win it. And like Kelly Moore, but it's like both of them, like clapping and going, unlucky Dak, it's one of them. But anyway, it's Bill Jelly, Bill Jelly, be head butting, saying, What the? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. There we go. What <laughs> well, a lovely bit of dialogue there. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey guys, guys. But <laughs> no, but we will be uh, every week while we're into the preseason be reviewing the episodes of Hard Knock. So there'll be the Hard Knock segment coming in at the end and we'll get your comments and um emotional feelings on it all as we go through. But we are gonna end this show, but before we do 
it's on to the Bills. Yes, if you're going to a game this year, make sure you visit Cowboys Experience. Uh, They have their game day packages. We have posted up as well about their tailgate parties, and it is one for the week one game against the Bucks. Make sure you go and visit their site. We have all the details on our social media as well as the details on screen. And when you do, make sure you tell them UK Cowboys sent you using the UK Cowboys uh, code. Because, guys, if you do, what happens? You get get stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It's just that easy. And all you do is you just say those words. Two letters and cowboys. Which if you're a cowboys fan, you're saying anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but there we go. Just gotta just gotta hope that uh the president actually allows the UK flights because I know uh, Paul was a bit fuming this oh, earlier this week. So, oh, yeah, yeah, we've just extended yeah. the podcast by half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we won't we won't go into that right now. We can always talk about that on another day once we get a bit closer. But that is season two, episode one twenty five. Season three coming very very shortly. Uh, but from myself, from Lawn from Paul Graham and Jamie the Godfather. It is UK Cowboys TV. We'll see you next week. End us off then, guys. Okay, have Cash a good you, one, guys. Catch you later, guys. Have a good one. See you next time. And I am pressing the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.